Join over 5,000 attendees for the largest AI event in Asia, Super AI in Singapore, February 28th to 29th, 2024. Edward Snowden, Benedict Evans, Balaji Srinivasan, and over 150 others will hit the stage, joining the industry's most influential minds to explore and unveil the next wave of transformative AI technologies. Singapore will become a vibrant AI hub for a week from February 26th to March 3rd with over 150 side events that will make for unparalleled networking opportunities. Visit www.realvision.com forward slash super AI for 20% off tickets with the code realvision. Is gold ready to shine? Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Real Vision Daily Briefing. With me today is Dale Pinkert, trading coach at TradeGate Hub. Hi, Dale. Great to have you back on. Hi, Maggie. I'm wearing my America in Distress shirt. That's the title of the shirt. As a dollar embarks on a new wave, bear market wave to the downside. Fantastic. I mean, we should have put that as the as the question to kick us off. <laughs> it's American distress. Um, we, we, you actually, I know we were just chit-chatting as we were coming to air talking about how much has changed since you were on October. And I know you have thoughts about all the asset markets you watch. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of break it down and go through them. But I'd like to start with and including gold. We're gonna get to gold and metals, but I want to start with treasuries because. I mean, this has just been a massive move and so much is keying off both treasuries and the dollar. We had um, all through November, but even this week, we had Fed speak yesterday suggesting maybe inflation's under control. That got people thinking about maybe the next move being an ease. And then today headlines that Bill Ackman is uh, calling on the Fed to start cutting rates soon to avoid a hard landing. He's talking about maybe first quarter, which is well ahead of consensus, market expecting them to maybe start easing in June. We saw the 10-year move back below 4.3%. How are you feeling about TLT here and yields? Okay, well, if you put up the chart, uh, our last conversation, you were talking about when the whole world was real bearish bonds still. Yeah. And we were on our way. uh, We were making new lows. And you asked me about risk. I said the risk was the last two years. Elliotitians would call this wave five to the downside, which means it's completing and there's opportunity. And we had nice divergence down there. I talked about it, uh, that there'd be a nice bear market rally. It wasn't the time to get out of your bonds, uh, that I thought that uh, this market had too many shorts in it. And here we are after a 10-point rally, a little bit above 92. And if... uh, Viewers look left. There's a gap that was left on the way down uh, last part of the waterfall decline that was filled at today at 92.42. So I'm looking at it now thinking we're getting pretty close to completion mm. of this first wave. And really the theme of what I'm uh, talking about, all markets, is so that people don't have FOMO and they remain patient and tactical and wait for levels and the market to come to them and not worry about the train leaving without them. If it does, there'll be another bus stop down the road. But I'm expecting declines 
in a lot of different markets, and I think TLT's a candidate. I'd be a buyer down there. I think there's another wave that uh, will be at least equal to, and maybe even 1.618 of that, that could take it up to uh, initially 96 and maybe 102. Right, uh, and so TLT, we're talking spring. price. I, I led right. into this with yields on the treasury. So you feel like the, the rally maybe hit hit a pause here, but that- Maybe it's gonna be inflation data. Maybe we'll get some bad inflation data yeah. tomorrow. And, and perhaps, the Fed is looking at 2050 gold and looking at the froth again in the market mm -hmm. and may want to walk back his victory march. Uh, really, he, he took a victory lap at the last presser. Uh, maybe he's going to, you know, instead of being nice, Jay Paul, he'll be mean. Jay Paul. <laughs> that's and that's, that's and the that's next exactly Fed meeting. what you can describe it because sometimes he comes out in the market, it, it feels it yeah. afterwards. I mean, we have seen that whiplash post Fed yeah. whiplash this year. He and was so nice. Oh, he was so, so nice, nice last time. Maybe he's what, a, what a face ripping rally across the board and everything. I know, but all right. Well, so potential for Jay Powell to be a little grinchy. Um, yeah. That, but you don't see a big reversal or sell-off in the way that we had before. Maybe oh, just no. a consolidation here, give back a little bit. Yeah, half, 50% retracement, maybe 61.8, and then have at least the kind of rally we've had from the October lows. In fact, I read today that this is the best month in the bond market in 40 years. So- which was, is just insane. Yeah. We, we say this all the time, but these are huge moves we're seeing in bonds in a shorter period of time. I mean, this is, if you look at the year, both the pain when it was reversing and going up when people were trying to get long and just getting their, you know, their heads ripped off. And now the same thing. I mean, it seemed like you said a lot of people were bearish. So a lot of people missed that, that initial turn in bonds. Right. So the narrative has shifted. People got used to getting 5% on short-term paper. And that's going away, which kind of uh, pressures people that want to capture the yield mm. to go out in duration and buy treasuries so that, uh, you know, if the market's right and Fed funds are 3% next year, they still have a better yield locking yeah. it in long term. Yeah. So that could feed on a lot of things. It could also feed into maybe a different mix of asset allocators because a lot of people that were 60-40 in bonds, they they lost so much money in bonds, 30-40%, maybe 50 if they were in near the top, that uh, I guarantee you they you know don't have many bonds and they're more heavily stock in stock. So there could be a move back out of some stocks and into bonds that could take That's away so some of the interesting. Liquidity. That's so yeah. interesting, Dale, because you know, and this is the question that we have been asking and we're going to continue to ask because in the in the midst of that, you know, brutal move with bonds and, and it's been years of this, right? We, we This isn't the, this is, you know, back-to-back uh, -back years where people have just been brutalized by the bond trade. We were hearing all over the place, 60-40 is dead. I mean, it's it's not, that's it, it's over. So if you have that, I mean, this is, I guess, the question we have to continue to ask. Is it over or now people, could we see maybe not 60-40, but a, but a reallocation 
somewhat back into bonds. People like 5% money, Maggie. They're not going to want to see it slip away. They're going to step out on, onto the curve to capture it. Yeah. Plus, you have the potential for capital gains, not just the yield. Yeah. Great, great point, Dell. And we'll keep we'll keep pressing on that um, as we turn the corner into the new year. So, um, and I know we're going to have a bunch of questions from all of you. I see them coming in. A lot of people happy to see you here, of course. Oh, uh, but, let, <laughs> but let's let's just work through a couple, just get your sort of thoughts so that we can really have a nice conversation. Um, so the US dollar, I mean, we've seen big moves in everything, which is which is extraordinary this month of November. Um, the US dollar also reacting to this sort of change in mindset now in terms of what's ahead for the US economy and the Fed, dipping down to three-month lows, look like it sort of popped up or stabilized a little bit today. But I mean, you you mentioned America in distress. What are you looking at for the dollar, for the U.S. dollar? Well, viewers know I've been bullish uh, the dollar from the 99 level. I was looking for 109, which would have been 61.8 back. You could put the chart up of the Dixie. Uh, but we failed at 107.40, closer to 50% uh, retracement. And that's all this is. The big decline we had in the dollar was, you know, a year and a half ago when we went from, you know, the uh, 114 level down to par. So all this rally did was, and I always felt it was a bear market rally, was retrace. Now, on the CPI report, I had some support at, you know, 103 and a half, but the way the dollar sold off on the CPI, that it's not just a price level for support or resistance. It's how a market gets there, okay? Mm -hmm. And that was <laughs> such a vicious directional day that the dollar looked like a broken chart to me. Uh, I I waited to see if it would hold 103.60. That was a weekly moving average. It didn't. But now we're at retracement levels, a little bit over 61.8 in the euro. Um, the, uh, so I'm looking for risk off to be a catalyst for the dollar catching a bid for a bear market rally, perhaps back to 105-ish, which is a couple hundred points higher than where we are. And I've brought a couple of uh, individual currencies that uh, I like, and I'll share some levels. But this really, this failure implies that if we have a wave equal to what we had, that 1,400-point wave mm. uh, from 107, that takes you to 93. And then I could do FIB extensions after that, and you get like 85. Hey, everyone. We're going to take a quick break right now to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. So I okay. just want to be clear because this is Dale always gives us right gives us like short time frames. So someone just said Dale uh, Ralph just said Dale is long USD. Hmm. I don't think I think you think there could be a bounce short term, but I'm not like, long. All right. Yeah. So everything I talk about, if I'm looking for a pullback, doesn't mean I'm going to short it because a pullback may not happen. If I'm looking for a dollar rebound to 105, doesn't mean I buy it. Mm -hmm. looking for it to go to 105, because that's not the trade. The trade is if it gets to 105, I'm a seller. So mm -hmm. when I was a rookie, and I now I, I, I'm a mind reader, I'm kind of a trading psychiatrist. 
So this guy who asked me this question, because he does it and he's projecting it, thinks that if he has a, a level he wants to buy or sell into, he's saying, well, why don't I just buy it and sell it up there where I think it's going to go? Or, or, or why don't I sell it up here and buy it back when it gets to where I want to buy it? And those aren't trades. Mm. Okay. Just because you think you're going to get to a level to initiate a position, it's not high probability that you bet on that counter trend move. Okay. So uh, even though I think the dollar is going to rally, I'm not long. I'm mm -hmm. waiting for my spot to get a uh, long euro. I have the euro chart with us. Uh, uh, I'm thinking between 108 and 107. I, I think there is a possibility of 107. I brought the. Okay. Wait, euro. is this the euro? Euro. Hold tight on that chart for one second, because so I just want to make sure we we I we fully understand the dollar. So you are you're talking about looking at that 105 level because you're ultimately bearish the dollar. You think this I is am the dollar's going down. Yeah, but right. I don't I don't uh, chase markets. I think that what we're getting now is the completion of the first decline. I could be wrong and it could waterfall mm -hmm. and go to 100. And that's going to be a stopping point. But the way I see the market shaping up, if bonds start to give up some of their gains and yields start to just rebound, I don't mm -hmm. think it's going to be long-lived, the rebound. That could put pressure on stocks. And I really don't like what I'm seeing in FANG stocks, which are the ones that led this rally back yeah. to the upside and, you know, ripped the shorts, uh, you know, Rip the shorts off out. the shorts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People were going commando after that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, you know, I think that's part of the all part of the scenario. I think metals yeah. could pull back, but I could be wrong, and right. we could it's, just it's, break it's, out. It's been such a big move. It would be yeah. natural to see there be some backing and filling, some you know, uh, across all these markets. Well, yeah, hard to find a dollar bull right now. Hard to find a gold bear right now. Hard to find a, an equity bear right now, mm -hmm. right? So these markets could, uh, you know, have a bit of a reversion right. trade happen in a few weeks. Which and is that's why what you're I'm thinking. setting, you're looking at those prices as your sort of set point to be prepared for the next move. That you uh, now I am short. Uh, Apple today I bought January 180 puts. Um, I think it's going to 175, uh, maybe 165. Revisit those lows, mm. and uh, you know I'm looking for a pretty good sell-off here in the S and P's. Wrong over 4600. Okay, wait. So let's so let's let's we'll go back to that. So okay. I wanted to to get in um, a thought from Andreas before we go. So we finished up with sure. the dollar. I want to move on to the euro. But before we do that, Andreas uh, dropped an update for the business cycle. Uh, and he's watching developments in Europe. So I thought before we talked to, about the euro, it would be interesting to listen to a clip from that. Let's do that. And we'll talk on the other side. So ultimately, what I'm saying here is that for the vast majority of companies out there, financial conditions are historically tight. Um, it doesn't hold true for a couple of uh, of the big names within tech. Uh, it doesn't hold true for a couple of the big names uh, within green tech. But in any case, 
the vast majority, the bulk of companies face extremely tight financial conditions and financial conditions lead to actual activity. You can use these indices to say something uh, clever about the business cycle in two or three quarters from now. Uh, and therefore, the safe conclusion from this chart is that Europe will see clear headwinds from a credit and uh, conditions-based um, perspective into 24. In the US, the picture will be mixed between some large corporations seeing very easy uh, financial conditions, but underlying um, tight conditions for the rest of the uh, corporate sector in the US. Uh, and ultimately, that will uh, likely also drag US activity towards activity levels seen in Europe right now. That's at least my takeaway for next year. But remember, there's a short-term positive story for the U.S. still ahead of New Year's. That entire presentation by Andreas is available on our website. He goes into more detail on his outlook, what he's watching, and the timing. Um, by the way, uh, some of you may know, but Raul, Julian Biddle, and Andreas do these business cycle updates on the regular. They're on the plus tier, but that Black Friday cyber sale we had is extended through today, 50% off all memberships and upgrades. So take advantage of it if you haven't yet. Um, so Dale- um, Just do so, it. <laughs> just do it. So Andreas um, definitely sees- Europe, and he's like you looking at a short term, but then longer term into 24. He definitely sees Europe weakening and things happening there first and that leading. I'm wondering how you're thinking about Euro dollar here. What are you looking at for the Euro? Well, I tell you what, if uh, I'm right and I agree with him uh, about Europe, uh, then I think we transition to Asia. I mean, things are already happening in the end. You know, that's changed a bit too. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the U.S. So uh, that's kind of the sequence I see as, uh, you know, interesting. Okay. Sectors of the world. <clears throat> the Euro uh, had this nice rally. I was looking for 102 for months, but it bottomed at 104 and a half. It's rallied a little bit over 110. And if I get that rally in the Dixie back to 105 or so, I think there's be an opportunity between. 108 and possibly 107 and a half, 107 to buy the euro. Um, after that, I'd be looking for 112 and for a low pause. And eventually, I think we could be looking at a 120 to 130 euro. Wow. Which will, will only exacerbate Europe's problems having a strong currency with a weakening economy and the their exports will become more difficult. Just something that, else to that's put so on interesting. the fire. Yeah. So, and that's it, that's a product of the dollar weakening against the euro more than anything, right? right? The change in the right. U.S., but that'll put the pressure on. Very interesting, and and, and problematic for yeah, for Europe's yeah. economy for so sure. So we were we were able to tie that into uh, what Andreas. Yeah, was absolutely. Talking about. Yeah, <laughs> it'll probably that you know maybe. Uh, you know, maybe he sees this coming too. I'm going to share, I'm gonna share a, that with Andreas and make sure he does. people would take this forecast as being bearish Euro because Europe's going to have trouble. Yeah. But sometimes uh, a strong currency, a strong currency happens because you're having trouble and liquidity issues. So mm -hmm. people gravitate to the cash. Yeah. 
No, great, great point. And, and a nuanced one as well. Uh, Aussie dollar. You're looking at Aussie dollar. Speaking of casting our yeah. gaze toward the East and Asia. Yeah, so uh, the Aussie uh, is threatening a breakout out of a, uh, I call it a falling wedge. Uh, we're, you know, we tagged it today. I'm looking for uh, a pullback anywhere around 64 and a half, uh, wrong under 62. The next wave I think is 69. Uh, eventually, I think you could see a 80, 90 cent Aussie. Wow. Okay. And, so, big- you know, part of that trade is a commodity trade. So, a general weakening in the dollar trend and uh, a country like Australia or Canada, which would mean short uh, USD CAD, which means, you know, you're, uh, you're shorting the Canadian, uh, you're buying the Canadian mm-hmm. uh, because of their oil, and you're buying Australia because of the minerals. So, Uh, Commodity currencies, I think, are going to be stars. We're going to take another quick break to hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back with more of the day's top analysis on the Real Vision Daily Briefing. It's amazing how everything's moving. I mean, we often talk, you you always say you you get the dollar right, and then that sort of sets everything. Peter Brandt is famous for saying that as well, who, who's a frequent guest on with us. Um, you got to get that that trade right, which uh, explains why you had your shirt and we're, <laughs> we're talking so much about currencies. So we've got a couple questions. You also sent over gold. We started the show by asking a good question about that. And um, Mark is asking, you said it's hard to find a gold bear. Do you see that as a crowded trade now? When is it a short? Um, and then J&J also asking about um, silver as well as gold. But let's talk about that gold chart. Okay. What do you see so, happening? Uh, uh, you know, I I think DSI is about 80% bulls. Now, I'm not brave enough to short it here, okay? Um, again, I'm going to wait for pullbacks. What I'd like to do is if I'm right about a dollar rally, we should get a pullback in gold. Gold could fight a stronger dollar, but I expect that it will pull back. I could be wrong and we get through 2070 and we're on our way to 2250 or so. That's gonna be the big breakout. That's a triple top that everyone's focused on. I think there's even, you know, a low probability, but it could happen. that gold could pull back to 1900, that would be about halfway back of the whole move. I mean, that would be a back up the truck moment. I don't give it a high probability, but I'm gonna be looking at where gold and silver are at when the dollar looks like its rally is peaking. And I wanna see how they perform if I'm right about the S&Ps, because this pullback could be anywhere from two to 300 handles in the S&Ps, what I'm looking for right now. 43.40, outside shot of 42. And, you know, this break should hold. So, uh, you know, I am participating in this counter trend by Apple puts. But um, as far as gold is concerned, uh, that would be a great buying opportunity. I'm bullish. I don't, I think you put shorting out of your head for the next couple of years. And you just do what people did in S and P's for 
years by the dips, by the dips. There's much higher prices coming. Perhaps uh, silver might be more affected by, if I'm right about risk off, because it has the industrial nature to it. Uh, perhaps silver pulls back to $23.50, $23.20. But all the gold shares, all the miners, well, not all of them, there are exceptions. Most of them, including GDX, have broken out. So if there's a general market sell-off, I think they're going to hold up quite well. Maybe they're going to continue to the upside. And you're not late if you didn't buy the bottom because these golds, uh, these miners are trading like when gold was 1400. Uh, so, and also it doesn't take a lot of money flow to make the miners move. You could take mm -hmm. all the market cap of all the miners and it would be like one day trading IBM. That's so, amazing. yeah, so you, you envision like, you know, what they put under the streets, the sewers, those big round things. Those are your, you know, your large cap stocks. And then think of gold stocks as a garden hose. Think of silver and uranium stocks as a straw for, you know, it doesn't take a lot of pressure buying power to make these things go if things begin to and the, the physical metals have been acting better than the shares for a long time but the shares have all uh they're all awake i brought one that i've been showing on the show um since i've been with you guys and it's called uh, fortuna mining i brought that chart what are you looking at there or it's endeavor it's no, it's Fortuna. I think it's Fortuna. All right. Fortuna. It's up 50% in about two months. Came out of a falling wow. wedge. It's the best performing miner on my screen. So what do you do? Okay. If you're afraid of missing it, you buy some and say, boy, I hope I bought the top. So this market comes down so I could um, dollar cost average in or buy it on a pullback to 330 to three bucks. Um, but this I showed long term, major resistance is up around 10. It's a huge rectangle. And if it ever broke out over 10, it could go to 18 bucks. If we have like that $60 silver move. Right now I'm looking for about 38 in silver. So buy the pullbacks. So everything I've talked about is I'm expecting counter trend moves to what's happened over the last month. And the, they'll have different degrees of magnitude. Um, but, uh, you know, that's the way I'm positioned going into maybe the first couple of weeks of Christmas. I think, I it's, I think it's really important um, that you're, you've said this in different ways throughout that don't chase these things though, right? Oh. Sort of look at, get your, in your head, what you think is going to happen, and then look for your entry points for the next move. Cause this is, this is the beginning of bigger moves to come. And so you're, you're kind of trying to, so don't, don't sort of like be caught up in, in the enthusiasm and the crowd right now, it sounds like and, you're saying. And you could always learn new things. And I believe I have, I'll share it with you guys. Bitcoin broke out two weeks before the stock market bottom broke out before yields turn. 
broke out before the dollar turned. So I think I now have a, a market, whether I trade or not, that is an early indicator of what the rest of risk is going to do. Mm-hmm. And it's been kind of moving sideways, losing momentum for the last week or so. And I wouldn't chase Bitcoin either. I think you'll have a chance to buy it at 30 grand. So this is what we say here, crypto's macro, macro's crypto. All of these things are interconnected. And that is a really interesting observation of that as an early indicator. Riles talked about that maybe a lot. It, maybe it sniffs out the liquidity faster Ex- than larger markets. Exactly, Dale. This is this is what Ralph spent a lot of time talking about. This is why we just put the Crypto Academy up online, okay. folks. So well, that you know, can, great minds. Right, exactly. So that we can <laughs> think about this now that we've kind of been through a couple of these cycles. Every yeah. time people are learning more about how, um, you know, how these cryptocurrencies interact with the rest of the markets. So it's all really, flow. It's yes. all flow. Yes. And that's something Jim Carson talks about from Option Suit, which is why it's so critical to have veteran traders on like you, Dale, because you've watched that for a long time. So all of you, we had this with Tony Greer as well. All of you start to get a sense when you're seeing the flows and also um, the confirmation, which in a big move like this, that's hit across so many different asset markets, you know, has you thinking this is a different regime. And so you're getting yourself prepared for that. So I think that's that's so important um, that you've kind of laid out for us. It's so important that we make sure that we underscore that because um, because it's a, it's a, it's important for us all to watch. I think. And when I was bearish from 4,500, 4,400, 4,600, uh, I was looking for 39 and a half, 39.60, the lowest 41. I would come on and say, you know, if you're bullish. You ought to hope that this call and forecast works out because you're going to be able to buy things cheaper. They mm-hmm. were able to buy uh, NVIDIA $100 cheaper and uh, Apple $30 cheaper. Uh, Tesla still hasn't really recovered, but you had bargains everywhere. Um, and that's why we had this kind of move. There was so yeah. much compression. So, you know, if we get a break, um, you're going to have better levels and the better level you have, the less risk you have on the trade because you're getting into the position closer to the lower high that turned the market. Right. Uh, both Timothy Vincent, he's interested in S and P days, weeks, and, um, he's asking a follow up, a pullback in the S and P 500. What kind of time frame could you see that happening in? Two, three weeks into the fed. Yeah, remember we've got that important Fed meeting, which we already said yeah. is could be Jay Powell, is he Santa mean. or Grinch? Mean or mean or nice, Jay. Um, by the way, Salesforce is out after the bell, um, and they have better than expected earnings. It looks like it's up about six point eight percent after hours for anybody who might have Salesforce in their portfolio. Um, almost out of time, Dale, but I'm gonna squeeze one more in for C H E D Ched Ched. Um, what does Dale feel about oil and oil stocks short term and then into 2024? You know, it's one of the weakest sectors right now, the uh, XLE. And um, I, I, I would wait to see if I'm right on the S&Ps, mm. what happens to the oil stocks. Uh, I, I believe they'll probably um, be pressured. I think everything's going to be pressured for a few weeks. So whatever you're looking to buy, Maybe you're just patient for a few weeks and let 
let's have a general market correction and see what holds up the best. And those are your preferred longs. Yeah. So you, so this is not a sort of Santa rally that's going to just to the sky here into year end. We probably saw the best of that move and then we're going to see some sort of sideways or consolidation. It sounds like you're saying. Yeah, I figure, you know, into mid month and we could start to rally and make new highs. Uh, I think that if we hold 43, 4,200, 4,100 is a DMR. It cannot take out 4,100. That changes the whole ballgame. Mm-hmm. But I think there's enough momentum and rates that I think are going to have, uh, you know, head lower into, you know, late winter, early spring, that the market should be able to make new all-time highs over 4,800. Uh, there are all kinds of targets, 51, 54. The Super Bowls are looking for six or better. Um, but I think that we will have um, new highs. But I think some stocks may not. Mm. And I, I'm I'm worried about the fangs and the exposure that people have. Today, Meta was down six. Um, Google was down two. That's really interesting because they have the, been the lead and they were yeah. really strong at the beginning of this rally. So that they're yeah. sort of they're sort of stalling out first is interesting. Yeah, Apple down a buck uh, with the rest of the market unchanged, and the S and P's did put in a pretty ugly candle. So mm-hmm. I I don't think we'll take out today's highs, and the correction begins from today. What a lucky day to talk to you at the top of the S and P's here, Maggie. <laughs> We have huh? we have a knack of we have a it's knack in the stars. Of, it's we in have the a stars knack of timing this, and it's on the shirt. <laughs> exactly. Um, Christopher just asking timing of S and P pull, pullback. Christopher, if you missed it, Dale just said about two weeks, three weeks, maybe into mid mid month, and Fed, and then the possibility of a kind of resurgence then after that. But he's looking at a sort of two to three week period here where he's talking about that. Dale, it is always so fantastic Thanks. to have you on. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think people should take uh, seriously us that live in America. They have a dollar hedge because some of the super bears I know actually think before it's over, all this de-dollarization, that the Dixie could be 50. So, you know, you hedge yourself by uh, diversifying into um, asset classes that would benefit from a weakening dollar. And, you know, they're obvious what they are. We're going to we're going to leave with that sage advice. Dale, thank you so much. Hopefully we'll see you before Great. the new year. We're going to try to make that happen. All right. Thank you, all right. Maggie. Thanks. Thanks see to you, all team. of you. <laughs> Take care. Good luck out there, everyone. Join over 5,000 attendees for the largest AI event in Asia, Super AI in Singapore, February 28th to 29th, 2024. Edward Snowden, Benedict Evans, Balaji Srinivasan, and over 150 others will hit the stage, joining the industry's most influential minds to explore and unveil the next wave of transformative AI technologies. Singapore will become a vibrant AI hub for a week from February 26th to March 3rd, with over 150 side events that will make for unparalleled networking opportunities. Visit www.realvision.com forward slash super AI for 20% off tickets with the code real vision. 